podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Three. The trophy in the hands of Blair Riley. And he raises it above his head. You're a late league Stadeline Belfast Giants. Champions for 2018-19. In a... The left, Conway with poison, purpose, scores! Scores! Done and dusted in the left. The Giants, no one is equal. Belfast now the league champions along with their challenge cup. No. The captain, David Goodwin, raise it to the rafters. Goody, three in a row for the Belfast Giants. A win tonight, and you skate together forever. The Belfast Giants, the sixth title overall, history in the making. And the party will be teal long into the night in Northern Ireland. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of your seven-time national, six-time elite, three-in-a-row league champion winning Belfast Giants for kingdomofthegiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 5th of April, 2023. My name is a very excited Patrick Smith. And uh, you catch us here live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all the other normal podcast stuff. What's going to go on this week? Well, God only knows. We have guests. We have lots of guests. Uh, We'll look at the game on Saturday. Apparently, there was another game on Sunday. Uh, (laughs) Simon went to training to chat with a few of the lads. Uh, We'll look at the news, the awards do. Craig Peacock helps us. Uh, preview the forthcoming weekend against the Glasgow clan. But Mr. Bajimsey and Mr. Kitchen, how are you? Very well, thank you, Patrick. Just landed and back to Bristol from sunny Belfast. So just in through the door. Fabulous. Sunny Belfast? It was sunny when I was there. Well, well, it wasn't sunny this afternoon. Um, <laughs> in the mate. I hear you, mate. I'm all good, mate. All good. Good, good. Right. We're going to crack on with, first of all, the game against Dnipro Kershaw is fast approaching, and we've seen names come in the last couple of days, such as Adam Keefe, George Iwata, and Simon had a great chat with uh, JT Pickenich while we're checking out on the Giants' socials just the other day. And we'll be adding today, just now, two new names on that Giants' all-star list. First, he's a five-time elite, champ- elite league champion, a four-time Challenge Cup winner, and of course, Davey, he's a two-time Rookie of the Year. Now, you, Davey, maybe rather he was working on his new album, but he'll be listening up with the All Stars on April the sixteenth. Of course, please welcome back to View from the Bridge, Mark Garside. Oh, uh, there he is. Hello, you doing, not too bad. How are y'all? Congratulations on that five-time Elite League Championship. Cheers! It was great. Does that mean you're long-time <laughs> successful? I just played a long time. Bit of both, I think. 
<laughs> you've been you, you, before we just have, before we get on that you've been asked to join this all-star uh the belfast giants all-stars taking on uh denipro kershaw just a couple of weeks time your thoughts on that oh, obviously it'll be a great event it's a, a really good way to give awareness and, and do something for people that are in need so hopefully it'll be it'll go really well and it'll be fun to see a lot of old faces come back i've already had a message from boxy asking me to if there's anything i want from america you know so <laughs> I think he's got, he said he, if he could fit a, a big fridge in his bag, you know, one of those ones with the ice ice cube maker. Yeah, if he can get one yeah. of them in his bag. He said he'd bring it. Is it cheaper from there? Just get it shipped in. It's fine. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's good. Like you say, the names that are coming in, you've JJ coming back. I say, even like you know, you've got Daryl Lloyd and uh, and um, yeah. Adam Keith. Uh, I'm wondering which line they'll be put on and who they'll be put uh, with. Ah, wonder, eh? <laughs> get the old band back together yeah we'll get the band back together no passes on that line all dumps <laughs> <laughs> Davey what about uh, Gary being back as part of this side like you can't have an all-star game without the, the club all-star so it's, it sits very well that Mark R side would come back into that lineup. so here I want to ask you one thing Gary but about getting away from that game ever so slightly see the winning on Saturday night um, the quote quote the great Rick Witter what was he to say do you still get that maximum high so to speak like is it still is it different from the first one or is it still is it a relief when it happens is it still the explosion of emotions or what way are you um, feeling just when that when that clock's winding down it's funny you know what I've realised is like you know last season and seasons gone by when we've been or maybe, maybe I just don't remember it but like I was honestly so excited for the game this weekend, like, and similarly last year, like, to the to the point where like you can hardly sleep some some nights just thinking about you know, you know, you're super excited to play it. I think that's kind of what I've realised. I still get really really excited for the game, you know, and the adrenaline is just a, a max, you know, during the game. And then almost at the end we won, and it was nice this time. I was on the ice at the end as well, so it was yeah. It was great. <laughs> I think you can. Sorry, you can look back nostalgically at your league wins and things like that, and think maybe you felt slightly differently. But I think this one was kind of. I was super. I was really jacked up to play that game. I was really excited. Gary, you, you've obviously won a few trophies now. Uh, Davies or Paddy, but through them, there are five elite leagues, four Challenge Cups. You've got to do a couple of them on the ice at the arena, um, and then the last couple you've had the, the opportunity to celebrate it with. Becky and the kids um, coming down on the ice. That must be pretty special for you as well. Yeah, it's obviously something they'll probably, well, hopefully they'll remember for the rest of their lives, really get on the ice in front of you know, five and a half, six thousand people there, getting to celebrate and see the trophy go around, get pictures and stuff. And it's great just to have have them out there because, you know, they're your support system at, at home. You know, hockey is a stressful job, especially when you're trying to win the league. You know, there's a, there's a lot of stress involved in a full eight months of basically being a perfectionist um so they're they're really the they kind of come home and take the hockey cap off and enjoy my time with them so it's good that they can come to the rink and, and just see see the celebrations and enjoy it as well fantastic well listen we, we don't want to keep you very long but we do have one more name that has to be announced and we're and uh, it's you that's going to announce it could you share with us the next name on that all-star roster uh yes it's uh, also a five-time league champion Ball money Badgers all-time leading scorer, Andrew Dixon. 
fantastic. Dicko joining that side. I think that having Dicko on that side is is you know it's well worth it, David. It's you know, he we know how much Dicko means to this club and and how much he he deserves to be in that all star lineup. I said that Dicko just yesterday. I wish for one day he could see himself through our eyes because Dicko has this thing that he's not worthy that he doesn't really deserve these trophies, that he's not really a good commentator, that he's not really a good goaltender, that he's not really important in the locker room, that he's not really important during the week. You know, okay, Tyler Beskarani's main job is those, and Jackson Whistle next, is those 60 minutes on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday. Dicko's main job is making sure everybody's ready to go there and that he's ready himself just in case he gets the call. And he's been a, such a great pro to this club for whatever, 10, 11, 12 years. And I just wish Dicko knew how important he is. Gary? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's the guy down the years, down the decades now. His uh, commitment to the Giants is second to none, you know. Like, he's always, he's always been at training, you know, ready to pick up if, you know, there's injuries or things like that. And he's always willing to go and take shots when people want, want to practice or shooting or whatever. He's, he's there every day. It's, He's a special guy to have around too. He's obviously a friend of mine, but he's he's honestly he's hilarious in the room, keeping spirits up and things like that. He's a he's a very positive uh, influence on the dressing room down the yeah. years. No, absolutely, Gary. I get I mean again. I pop into the dressing room every once in a while for you know the shout out just for doing something like. But the um, he is he just doesn't realize as Davey says he just does not realize the value that he is to the Belfast Giants. He, you know, he's been around for twelve or thirteen years now. He's, you know, he, he's he's obviously had the, you know, the opportunity to play 45, 46 games. I think it is around that total. But when you get the opportunity to be a Belfast Giant, it, it, it puts you in a very elite group, especially for the guys born in Northern Ireland. Um, and for him not to be able to skate until he was eighteen, nineteen, and to continue to do what he does is absolutely outstanding. Um, I, I just think the world of him. I think he's absolutely brilliant. And and the Belfast Giants fans, when he eventually does want to wrap it up, will miss him. And, and, and that dressing room will also miss him as well. He's one, as you say, guy, he's one of the funniest guys on the planet. Like his wit is, is just outstanding. Um, and uh, I just think that uh, I just I wish, wish he knew how important he is to all of us, as well as the fan base as well. I just don't think he realizes. Um, how much love he actually is, to be honest. Well, I'm trying to trying to tease something up here that Mr. McJimsey sent me through. It's uh, which will give, give us what the crack is here with this, Davey. I'm working on a little project, Paddy. I don't know whether you've got okay. I've got one on. what little project I'm working on, but um, what you what, what you want for number one. I'm just going for number one at the moment because I can't get the others on. So here's number one. Look at that. Look at that youthful complexion. Hey, <laughs> my goodness. See, see, wow. see on that. that's, uh, that's a young lad. Look at that. His whole Fair life face, in front of him. Uh, whole uh, life in front of him. Look at that. So what's the project then, Davey? You'll just have to wait and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 three fifths of the way through it, so work it out. Just, <laughs> just let you know, folks, this is live. We are live. We are live. Listen, 
Mark, we really appreciate you coming on. I know it's been a it's been a long week. Um, a big game this weekend against uh, against the the Glasgow clan. A lot to prepare for. So, well, uh, well, thank you for your time and good luck for the weekend. No problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Cheers, Gary. Cheers, Gary. Thank you. Big thanks. Should also to add thanks to um, Michael Cooper for the picture there. Oh, Michael Cooper for the picture. Yes, absolutely. The uh, good, yeah, good to have um, good to have Gary on. Good to have uh, Dicko as part of that side as well. And no doubt that t- that game on the sixteenth of April is going to be fantastic. They like say the names that have been. No, sorry, the nineteenth of April. He'd be getting that wrong. The nineteenth of April. Sixteenth April is the sixteenth April is the playoff final. Nineteenth of April. Um, is going to be fantastic, and the names of, like you say, JJ Pekovic, Adam Keith, Daryl Lloyd, uh, George Iwata, some of the names already thrown out, and now we've been able to add to that Mark Garside and Andrew Dixon. Now, let's have a discussion, gentlemen, about how we were able to get our hands on this little piece of silverware that is sitting in, um, where's the sitting, Simon, in your kitchen? Uh, in Kitchen's Kitchen? Yeah. Kitchy's kitchen. It's sitting over in a corner. Somebody had to bring it home to clean it, you know. So it's um it's been left to, to my door. The boys have certainly had it out all over Belfast over the last couple of days. They even took it to Scotland with them on Sunday. So um <laughs> it's, it's, it's done its tour, but um needs a bit of a clean. Um and uh unfortunately, well not unfortunately, I, I got to bring it home tonight. And you guys wanted it on the show, so there we go. How can we not have the Elite League trophy on the show once again as the Belfast Giants defeated the Guildford Flames 6-1 on Saturday to <coughs> retain for three in a row that Elite League title. Goals come from Ben Lake, Jeff Baum, two from Henrik Eriksson, one from Matt McLeod and Steve Ari in the power play, rounding off the scoring for the Giants. And Cronella for the Guildford Flames was the only goal for them in the second period. Tyler Beskarawani, 18 shots on, one goal against. Eamon McAdam, 41 shots on, six goals against. Tom Perring and Matt Rose were the two referees. David, it was uh, a great evening and a great performance for the Belfast Giants. That's one thing, especially Patrick, about it. It was a really, really strong performance. We came out of the, the trap side. Big over 7,000 then again, credit to those who, who and the people have started Success breeds good crowds, but it, it needed a catalyst and, and the, the people made it happen. Over 7,000, and I thought the Giants came out really, really well in the game. And for that first 15 minutes, we had we outchanced them strong. I think it was 19 shots to seven or something the first period. We could have scored earlier than that. We got a lot at McAdam. Unlike him, he dropped it. He cuffed a lot. He, he, that, the glove hand wasn't really working for him. He spilt the light out in front with a lot of secondary scoring opportunities. I thought me and Simon were, the angle me and Simon were standing up above Boomerang Corner. I think it was Matt McLeod had a, a tight angle shot that came up and hit him in the chest and bounced down into the back of the net and that whole side of the arena thought it was in and we thought it was a goal yeah. Adam or um Murph on commentary thought it was a goal um you know but then it's it's one or two shifts later it's it's no time later that um Ben Lake does this what Ben Lake has done he coming off that left half wall and just controlling the ice in front of him with his body getting his backside out going backhand and, and scoring putting this one up and it was a real pressure release valve coming off. The noise in the arena was, you know, TV's needed to coach Russell, Texas, and just went that. That was a proper Belfast Giants roar. And from then, yeah, of course, we went two up and they pegged us back on a on a funny old power play, but um, they got back in. Once we got that third goal, um, it was game over. It was really game over, and it was going to be how many are we going to score here? And 
again, McCadam didn't do brilliant for the goals. We'll, we'll, we'll analyse, oh, hopefully later on in the, in the, in the piece, Henrik Eriksson's, especially the second goal. Again, me and Simon were beautifully positioned and we're almost commentating through it, going, oh, look what he's done. Oh, look at it. Oh, no, it's a goal. And, and we'll, we'll talk it back and we'll talk to Hank later on that night about just how good the goal was and, and what he had done. And he, he was he was jacked up, like, obviously, on the night. You see his celebrations and and giving it out, giving the Scott Conways after the goal to every player around him, you know. I think Ben O'Connor <laughs> got, got it in both goals. But that goal there... Um, uh, Gary Jackson claimed an assist on it. I claimed an assist on it because I was standing beside says, and when it gets knocked out into the neutral zone and Bomber takes it down, the guys are still coming back from offside. And I'm like, relax, relax, you can get it and don't play it. And I don't think very many people saw the shot coming, especially McAdam. He just opened his body up and bang, it's in the back of the net. And that was, you know, ultimately the championship, you know, winning goal. Um, so for Jeff Baum to score that, for Jeff Baum Sr. to be watching that back in... Uh, Texas must have been a real thrilling moment for him, but you know, let Simon come on the second half of the game. But what a performance! You know, there's going to be a bit here that Simon is going to love. I think I know what that's going to be, Simon. The the, the performance all around. We need. We were strong defensively. Only only was I say eighteen shots put on on Tyler Beskarani on the night, and then going forward, we've just been as we have been in the last number of weeks, pretty much unstoppable at times. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the eighteen shots on Besco and. You know, he didn't overly had a, a sorry, didn't have a, an overly busy night, but what he did have was a couple of really important saves early on. Mm. Um, you know, he, he was really strong earlier on, and to be honest with you, it, this defensive unit out front were letting him save like a beach ball. So that that that's where it starts. You know, that's it, literally the forwards that are doing their job and then engages the defense that easier to do their jobs, and then Besco just does what Besco does. And and oh, you know, as Davy said, we had a couple of really good looks. Um to get uh, you know the, the goals, we, we ended up being lucky enough to basically stand on the spotlight platform with no seats. By the way, it was that busy we did not have a seat. Um, so we're watching the game at the, on the East End for game. Sorry, the West End for game or period one and three, and the East End for period two um, on the, the spotlight platform. I just thought we were absolutely brilliant. David touched on McAdam there. You know, um, not uh, you know not having the strongest game. I just thought we didn't give him a chance to settle. Uh, you know, I mean, backhand shots are always difficult to, to look at. You want your goaltender to be the strongest player in those circumstances, and that didn't work out for him on uh, on Saturday evening. You know, I was speaking to a few of the boys today, um, and they were telling me that all, I mean, the start of the season, the first couple of games, especially, they beat us, I think it was two or three, two or four, two back in October in Belfast. Um, and, uh, they, you know, he was basically chirping the boys, you know, especially Scott Conway. He was chirping Scott Conway, you know, every time, every opportunity they got, you know, shoot shots coming in, he's making the saves and he's chirping out. Every player that we had on the bench that get anywhere near him on Saturday night was chirping him back and he hated it. He absolutely hated it. It'll tighten him up. Um, but uh, I thought we were we were absolutely brilliant on Saturday. That goal from, from Henrik was just brilliant. Um, we talk about, you know, fanboy of, of Ben Lake. The goal to get us started is exactly what we needed. Big Neil Russell was was talking on how good a job that the you know to get that first goal. Mark Cooper doesn't get the plaudits that he needs because he just takes the eyes away from the goalie. Um, stands out front and and Lakers shot was absolutely outstanding. But then he steps up and does this. You know Ferguson's wanted it all season long. He had so many rights he was begging for a left. 
And uh, it was great. One sided, wasn't it? Aye, he was brilliant, mate. He's just honestly pound for pound in the league. He's 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 that you know, he's that character. He just steps up every opportunity he gets. Um, Lakers just again, you know what I think of Ben Lake. I just think he's absolutely outstanding. And the noise <laughs> that generated when he put him down and when the fight started was unbelievable. Davy and Davy was standing right beside me for it, and um, and then it, there it is coming up again. You know, he just literally your man Ferguson has one glove off already. And it's this left job coming in here that knocks the helmet off. The helmet. Outstanding. Um, what 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 a brilliant thing to add to the actual night as well. You know, you think about how the Giants are absolutely purring at this point. They're they're scoring. They're up. We we're on the verge of winning a league title. The the crowd are already on. on you know, are, are buzzing. And then you threw that into the mix. Where where you know, from an entertainment point of view, where Ben Lake just stands up for his teammates like that. Phenomenal. Murph had said during the commentating, you know, again, when I watched the game back and Murph was saying, he says, there's not very many opportunities that you get to fight in a game like that. I mean, one versus two, it's been like that for, what, three months now? Um, you know, the Guilford, let's make no mistake, the Guilford Flames have done really, really well this year. Paul Dixon should be very proud of that group. He'll be yes. disappointed. Um, he got handed to him on, on Saturday night in Belfast. You know, they certainly weren't expecting to come in here and get home 6-1. Um, but, you know, when we scored nine against Manchester, eight against Sheffield last week, we just get the opportunity. And once we start rolling, there's no stopping them. There's absolutely no stopping them. And uh, the group, as, as, as the whole team, just pulled together again on uh, on Saturday night and and they celebrated properly. Um, the uh, You know, on, on Saturday evening especially, um, they, they, and you know, and when you're you know the story, like when you're on the drink and you don't have any food apart from your pregame meal, <laughs> it doesn't end well. But um, the boys had a really well, good night, um, and we were very lucky to to be close to to keeping an eye on them as well. But um, no, look, we're the elite league champions for the third time in a row. It's the you know it's the most successful um, elite league team in in seventeen year history, whatever it is, eighteen year history. Um, and we absolutely thoroughly deserved it. And, and I couldn't be more delighted for the players and the coaching staff. I think, David, just quickly from a Guilford, we, as Sis just touched on the fact that Guilford were in the running and they you know they finished in second place. They were leading the league for such a long time. This was first fee second. Paul Dixon should be very proud of the, of the squad that he has. Yeah, and it's very, very difficult to, to say stuff without sounding condescending, and you don't mean to. I spoke to Paul Dixon after the game and even then you know you're saying congratulations on a, on an unbelievable season coach um safe travels and all and we'll see you now and etc etc hopefully see you now i'm sorry um and it's hard but you know rather than try and play up how like that that the guilford flames were seven days to christmas the 19th of or 18th of december the belfast giants were 13 points behind after 23 games and the next 29 games, 58 points now for the Belfast Giants took 52 points. The Giants went and won oh, yeah. this league. You can't be you can't be saying the Guilford Flames threw it away or anything. That team in front of you on video there went and won this league. And that's um, you know, unbelievable. You've have, you have things like Goody coming up with his 200 point for the Giants there on, on Steve Orry's goal. Scott Conway coming up with points tonight. What I really loved him, says was talking about the the Scott or the Scott Conway, the Ben Lake fight there as it happened. The Matt McLeod goal, McLeod was absolutely they could not deal with his speed. We talk about speed kills and all. Jeff Baum starts a rush and he just drops it to Ori or to, to Matt McLeod and he goes straight to the net. 
screens the goalie, and Matt McLeod is that top bins just to pop it in. It's a like Jeff Baum comes up with a goal, big assist. There were so many, so many strong performances on the night, but like right through the season, you could give nearly every player in that roster from Christmas some form of mention within being an MVP because they've all produced uh, on big occasions. Sorry, Sam, you're there was one there was one point, Davey. I think the score was two one and it was in the second period and there was a scrum in front and Besco yeah, Besco gets rattled. Quickly. Besco gets rattled. See since that point our bench took over. We yep, completely yep. dominated that game. Um, I, I can't remember. I think it might have been Ferguson or, or maybe Markland. Markson who basically went in front of him and gave him a bit of a nudge in the second period. And Besco bounced up, and he doesn't get very animated very often. He's a big, cool character in the net, and he bounced up and, and gave a guy a bit of a push. And our team sort of get up and get at them, and then two minutes later, or two or three minutes later, um, Laker, you know, punched the face off um, um, Ferguson. And as I say, we just absolutely took over off that. And and Guilford had no answer for us. Absolutely no answer for us whatsoever. Um, they come out with that, as I say, in front of the crowd. It can, be, it can put pressure on you. And that's exactly, you know, when you're playing in front of, of crowds like that, I think there was two or three Guilford fans. Obviously, they weren't going to be heard very much um, with the, the amount of fans for the Belfast chance that were in there. But even when we conceded that, that only goal that they scored, it didn't dishearten the fans. The fans were absolutely burning on Saturday night. I mean, absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, right the whole way around the arena, everybody was bought into it. Um, and I said to Adam on Monday night, we had the, the awards dinner on Monday night. Um, I remember looking down at him in the third period, probably about six or seven minutes to go. We're 5 1 up. And I remember looking down at the, at the bench during the play, and Adam's sort of taking in what he's actually achieved. And, you know, we, we talk about the group of the players, we talk about the, the, the club winning all these trophies. And Adam Keith has obviously been an integral part, if not the most important part of doing that. Um, it, what he's done in five years of coaching is, is unbelievable. It genuinely is unbelievable. And we need to appreciate, you know, that it, it, certainly, you know, there's people going to be opening eyes to see exactly what's happening. Hopefully we can hold on to him for a long, long time. He's just a top, top-notch coach, well-respected all throughout the league. Um, and there's not... A, a fan in this league that wouldn't want Adam Keith behind their bench. Here, here, and with that, gentlemen, I'm just I'm going to I'm, do what. I'm well, just, just one, one really quick we mention one? one very, very quick mention. I think it was the first period. A puck has got tipped and went into the bench and absolutely mullered um, young Kel Beatty. Just caught him right in the edge of mouth, yeah. straight into the docks for stitches. Had to put the goldfish bowl on for the rest of the game. I've seen him. Can't remember whether it was during the first period break or second period break, but. Coming out of the locker room to go back on the ice, and someone said to him, Oh, Kelly, you all right? Is that sore? He's, <laughs> but he, he spit, spit proper, but he took it like a champ. And you know, um, those guys, great to see Mac and Kel, young, young, young local lads celebrating another league win, like two, two leagues under their belt, in two seasons. I bet hard to believe. And of course, his, his trophies around the the GB as well over in Solway or wherever else he's playing this season. But uh, speedy recovery to Kelly. Had to go out there on Sunday night then with the goldfish bowl on and play a lot of minutes too. So oh, He's okay. He's all right. He's won practice this week, so he's absolutely fine. Just a well, bit, like I say. Bit of a bit of a bit of a left. <laughs> war wounds. War wounds. I say uh, that win allowed us to do it again. The captain, David Goodwin, raise it to the rafters. Goody. Three in a row. 
win tonight and you skate together forever. The Belfast Giants, the sixth title overall, history in the making. And the party will be teal long into the night in Northern Ireland. There it is on the floor of Simon Kitchen's kitchen. The Elite League Championship trophy once more in the hands of the Belfast Giants. The highlights from that game uh, were are, are available on the Belfast Giants YouTube channel from Giants TV and uh, obviously some great calls from uh, from Aaron Murphy and from Colin Shields. Now, we do have um, a guest waiting in the wings. There is just one thing to cover before we do. I'll tell you, I'll take the uh, the trophy out there, Sam. There was another game, guys, um, apparently, um, that took place on, on the Sunday. And just for uh, just for completion's sake, um, let's just have a quick look. It was nine two for the Dundee Stars. Lots of people scored for Dundee, and uh, Will Cullen and David Jaber scored for the Belfast Giants. Um, Andrew Dixon in goal seventeen seven thirty minutes. Uh, Jackson Wilson goal twenty six and two in thirty minutes. Anton Svensson twenty one and two. Uh, Toby Craig, Papa Hollis were the two um, referees. Uh, is there anything to be said other than there were 11 goals and the only penalty was dispensing for a delayed game? I do. That's the only time a Scottish team beat us this year. Is that the, really the only the only Scottish team to beat us this year? Yep. I didn't realise that. Yeah, that's a cool I, I suppose that um, we got took the overtime by Clan, didn't we? Yep. That it was, was also it. the second time a Scottish team never or never we never took a penalty against a Scottish team this season. Bit of a more boring one. Yeah, they only called and, one uh, delay a game penalty the whole game. That was it. Again, I, that was against uh, Anton that was against the goalkeeper, Anton Svensson, who's the only the only penalty in the whole game. Um and I think every one of those nine goals sponsored or sorry, assisted by Heineken, strangely. I don't know why. <laughs> don't know why. Don't know why. Don't know why it says that. Um the highlights of that game, if you want to I'll tell you them, what, when I'll when just... Will Collins scored, the bookies were like, <laughs> <laughs> said, What are you doing? What are you doing? But uh, no, lot, not me. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that kind of thing. But I, I just you wouldn't know it's not, not really your thing. There seemed to be a lot of happy people on the um after the what was the nine two victory for the stars? Don't know what that was like. Even Kiefer after mm. the game was was quite okay in the post match interview. Well, so it was uh, well that's the only other thing I've got to do before we go to our first guest of the evening, our second guest of the evening, uh, and that is Adam Keith's interview. Maybe celebrate a little too hard, but uh, you know, I mean, that's a difficult game to play in. Certainly, uh, you know, obviously, I wish we'd played a little smarter, you know, all things considered. But uh, it didn't happen. We left the boys out to dry tonight. Um, but I mean, you know, I guess if you try and take the positive, we we certainly celebrated uh, in style last night, and uh, you know, the guys was very well deserved. I mean, uh, these guys have committed themselves for eight months and really fought through a lot of adversity this year and uh, a lot of changes and have come out on top and uh, that's extra special so you know we're going to enjoy the night tonight tell it like it is right the 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 fan agenda brought you by our friends at belfast giants tv um i'm gonna we're delighted two goals on saturday night and an F bomb on national TV. Please welcome Henrik Eriksson. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, turn turn your phone sideways. Give us a give us a oh, landscape look. That's it'll do. Is that gonna work? This? Oh, you've got a long lock, has he? Yeah, that's yeah. all right. I I go like this. Hank, you go ahead there. 
There we go. There we are. There we go. Top stuff. Hi, right. boys. Hi. How you doing, mate? First of all, give us your reaction. What was it like to be part of that side? You scored two goals yourself and lift that elite league trophy. Uh, it was awesome, man. It was really nice. It was. And I mean, to do two goals too, I couldn't think about it like before. And I was like, yeah, I just want to have a good game. And I helped the team and I did two goals. So it's, it was really good. I was really happy with the game. The, um, the, the atmosphere, 7,000 people in the arena, the place was going absolutely nuts. It, it, it must be one of the great sort of feelings to play in a game like that. Yeah, 100%. It was the coolest game I ever played in my life. So it, was, it was really nice. This is where I try my Swedish boys. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Been practicing with Swedish, I think. So, Duvel, have... Lickling. Again? Duvel, Lickling. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> no, there we go, Mabby, Mabby. Uh, um, yeah, trying. Um, we we <laughs> we spoke on Saturday night after the game about we're going to talk about the let's talk about the second goal first. Um, you're coming you're coming into the offensive zone. Ben O'Connor has a little whack at you. You have a whack yeah. back. It cycles around the board. Maybe seven eight times out of ten, he clears it and you just skate on by. You go and lay the body on him. One that eliminates him from the game. Yeah, and it, exactly. it gives you it, it gives you the ice to go back into. Um, I can't remember who it is now. It's, it's somebody stops it at the blue line. Donny, I can't remember who. Donny stops it yeah, at the blue line. Um, exactly. Matt McLeod has an attempt to catch it with a glove. It goes to Donny, and he plays it back in. And you've gone for the the, the you know the the skill finish. You were quite animated afterwards. That was you were pretty excited at that point. Yeah, it was awesome, especially like after that. Like he whacked me actually quite hard. Like kind of like greasy move of him and i was like yeah fuck i see him in the corner i was like fuck i'm gonna hit this guy hard now yeah and just like it was like perfect like hit him took the inside and then like donna gave me a really good path and i was kind of like yeah it was a good finish actually i i've seen it now a couple of times and it was really good Hank, it's uh, you know you, you you get to play that game in front of all those fans in Belfast, and you know you you've, you've obviously got a Challenge Cup under your belt now as well, and and the Elite League title. Uh, you, you know, looking forward, we've got another big big game this well, two games this weekend. Um, you must be really looking forward to, to getting involved in those games as well because the team are on a on a big high right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we are playing really good hockey, and I think like. If we do what we like, really feel we can do with this team, I think we can we can catch that third title this year. The common what is there with regards to standards? Is there a big difference between where you were playing at the start of the season in Lillehammer to Belfast? Yeah, is, the league is there is there a difference in scale? Or yeah. Speed? Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's a lot different. It took me some time to like figure out the league, I would say. And like, because like the Scandinavian way to play is completely different, I would say, than this. It actually took me some while. and But I feel like now, my maybe my last couple, five to ten games, I've been 
getting better and better every game, I think. So is, I really is that the, sorry, says is is that the because we play a more North American physical style here versus maybe the more skilled game and and yeah, exact exactly hundred percent like a lot more like north and side sideways this year like maybe this is a little bit faster and of course stronger too i mean you have like 14 imports in every team and in for example norway you have like five six guys so i mean the skill level is is higher here too and uh, i don't think this league don't get enough credits around Europe. Actually, it's a good league. I mean, it's really good. It's fast, and it's good. Yeah, I think I, I, I think you're right. And like we, we would obviously say that as fans of this league, but we've heard so many players who have come in, especially from like North America or from or from Europe, and have also said, you know, that that the style of the league was a lot higher than they expected. Yeah, hundred percent, and like. What I was gonna say there, like, if you like compare, like, you go like in like every line, you're gonna meet an import here, and like, for example, in Norway, for example, where I was playing before, it's like five to six import, maybe like it's two good defensemen in each team, but here, like, you meet six or five really good defensemen every shift. I mean, it's it's a quite difference, like, how how everybody's like competing and like how strong the guys are here compared to to back home i think another one this this season um obviously you you've, you've got your uh your wife and and uh, little daughter here as well uh they got the um they were at the game on saturday evening how are you settling in the belfast i know it's obviously a different culture for you the city's new to you as well um how have you settled in over the last couple of months it has been really good, actually. We we really enjoy this, and um, we are enjoy every day of it. So it's it's really nice, actually. And they are loving it as well. Like 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 the week before we got here, we had like twenty five degrees and like almost two meters of snow. And like to come here, like to green grass, you can play outside. And like go to a bunch of play playgrounds with my daughter, and it's really fun, actually. David, I... no, I have no questions. <laughs> no, I thought you were. I thought you were gonna, we, we, there was a question about how many Swedes have played for us, but I've. I've oh, how many Swedes have played for us? Um, Freddie, you Freddie had Freddie Nasval. We had Ricard Palmberg a few years ago. Johan Edspam. Um, yeah. Henrik Eriksson. Henrik Eriksson. <clears throat> There's five. There's five. Five players. That's right. So not, not that many Swedes oh, have come in. Oh no, what do you call him played in Sweden? Um Liam Reddix. Reddix. Reddix yeah. played in Sweden. Oh, but obviously one yeah. Swedes. So did David Goodwin. Good he Yeah, and the, but my, my point was gonna be is he the first Swede to win the elite league for us? I think he is, isn't he? Oh really? Potentially. Oh, yeah, I can't think of that. We'll we'll double I'm check that. I'll let you know we'll double check that. We'll double check that. You have a head helmet going by Christmas, so he definitely didn't want him. Listen, listen, congratulations on winning the Elite League title. Good luck this weekend in the in the playoffs, and and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, man. Thank you.
a guy who's come in and hit the ground running, fantastic player. You know, he, maybe you know he took a little bit of time yet, but in the last couple of weeks, especially in in the running, Davey, he's been brilliant. He hasn't had it easy. Injury, yeah, illness. You know that that illness took him out of the lineup for a number of weeks, and he took took time to get over that as well. But yeah, um, like you're only as you know, your your mind sometimes focuses on what you've just seen, and he had a really, really strong game on Saturday night. I like, we'll go back to that again. Simon and me were like purring about it when he scored that goal. The whole build up to it, the off the off the puck stuff with with O'Connor going and making that hit that probably when I look at the stats, he probably hasn't made too often. But he decides, well, he's whack me, and you've you've heard in his own words what he thought, why he did it. You know, if you boys, I'm going into, I'm going to hammer you, and. You know, Simon, who's coached kids and who has played the game, all say, and they talk about finishing your hits. That is why he eliminated, he elim, eliminates the demand from the play. He, he opens the ice up himself. Of course, it always needs it. Donny Niles has done it, made a really good play at the blue line and got it back on target. And you put the puck on target and good things happen. And, and Hank goes in there and plays that high skill finish through uh, McAdams pads. And, you know, and that, and it, if you see the video on it, rolls right through to where O'Connor sort of to meet each other. Hank's celebrating the bench, and O'Connor has to skip past him. Like he gets at both barrels. It's absolutely it's beautiful. It's it's, it's great to see. I love to see people playing with a smile on their face. Um, and you know, does. of course, it was a great occasion. Everybody and we're three or four up, and everybody's enjoying it. But like he was pumped, and it's, it's love to see it. We have to absolutely. we have to mention about the interview after the game. I mean, it was have you got a party? We didn't. We actually didn't know about it because we were in the arena. It was Murph. We're talking to Murph after the game, and Murph said that he says, "Oh, you've got to, you've got to listen to Henrik Eriksson in interview after the game." And as uh, uh, told me, I called, I called Hank over, and he says, "He says, I, oh, I didn't. Uh, what did I say?" And we told him what he said. <laughs> Not allowed to say bad words on TV. No, and he says, "Okay, <laughs> <a> bit late." <laughs> That's where it goes. Right, let's crack on, boys. We've got two people waiting in the wings. We're going to bring in one, then I'm going to get another one to join him. But last time we brought this lad on, um, we would just lost two games to the Manchester Storm. And as the captain, he fronted up and come and join us. It's only fair that we bring him on when we have the bad results, that we bring him on when there's when there's a fantastic result for the Belfast Giants. Please welcome back the captain, David Goodwin. Welcome back, Goody. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, boys. Uh yeah, to piggyback off that, Patty, I was wondering if I was ever going to get the invite after a good result. So I'm delighted to be <laughs> there here. Listen, I, I, true to my word, it was it was the fact that it was the fact that I was thinking about it the other day. I went, oh, you can't like when, when you, we lost two games to the storms. Like, right, get the captain on here. We want answers. And <laughs> I, I feel like over the last couple of years, I only have bad memories of joining this podcast. So I'm happy <laughs> I now am majority in a good mood. Majority of people, man. Yeah, people. People like, only have bad memories like, of actually watching. Good the memories. Good memories. Here you are. There we go. There we go. Now everything is is all good. There's the trophy you got your hands on. To give 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 us give us your thoughts on Saturday and and all that took place. Yeah, you know, it was just a a perfect culmination of a ton of hard work, a ton of uh, you know grind and commitment, and you know I've said it in a few interviews, like no no other team deserves this more than we do, and. Uh, I'll I'll go to the grave with that statement. It's it, it, to have an arena as pumped as full 
and we talked about we talked about it just when we were talking about the game there. Not only did you know we we go up and there's just such a confidence in the game that we're playing, but then Ben Lake goes and batters Brett Ferguson and, and the and the arena goes up just another level again. Yeah, yeah, you know, and some backstory on that. I don't know if you guys remember back in 2019, uh, I actually fought Brett Ferguson in Guilford. And so the shift previous in the game on Saturday, Fergie asked me if I wanted to fight again. And I said, no chance. And uh, <laughs> Laker Laker noticed that Fergie had asked me. And so Laker went out and was like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to let that go, you know, untouched. And, and so he challenged Fergie. So I was uh, pretty grateful for Laker doing that. That's a that's a teammate right there. We talked about him earlier, yep. and I think Simon talks about him every week, and and right and so. But to have, <laughs> but to have that before before asking another question, but just to have that on the bench beside you, he doesn't leave, let those things go unchecked. That must be a give you a bit of a boost going out there. Yeah, absolutely, and you know that's that's a huge reason why you know we win year after year is because. Kiefer continues to bring in guys with that level of commitment to the organization. So, I got to ask Gary, with Gary on at the very top of the show talking about the Ukrainian game, but it was asking him, and I, I, I love the sort of the psychology behind it all. So, winning last year was great. Winning this year is obviously great as well. Does it feel the same? Does it feel different? Well, there's been an awful lot of talk about the stress of this season and the, 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 being a 54 game. Plus eleven in the Challenge Cup, plus six, and you know we're in the seventy something games now. It's long and it's stressful. Is that an emotional release? Is it oh, an exhale afterwards, or is it you know just so emotionally high? Can you actually, apart from getting a good drink, can you actually celebrate the moment? Yeah, no, all good questions. Uh, a massive sigh of relief, of course. As Kiefer says, he does put a lot of stress on us all year long. So the fact that we're able to get the job done, you know, it's it's phenomenal and and, and it's very uh, it's yeah it's very uh, yeah relieving really um, yeah in in comparison like this year last year it really does feel completely different you know last year kind of a two horse race this year kind of like a four horse race and so yeah they don't feel similar at all obviously we had a, a lot of new faces this year last year we didn't have a single transaction. So the storylines are completely different, but um, like I said at the beginning, like it, it is kind of the same memo. You just really need to stick together when when it gets tough, and the teams that can be consistent and grind, you know, cohesively, those are the teams that are probably going to win in this league. And just to, to follow up on that, there's obviously there's hopefully two weekends of the season left. It's it's been long. It's been a grind. It's seventy games, and you talk about the exhale there. And we had a coach a number of years ago, Doug Christensen, talked about winning the league and the collective exhale where the whole team just goes that's that over and it, it, none of these teams have been able to get themselves up for that playoff when we've came so close so many times good day you know last year we're close we've came three or four or five finals over the last decade over times so that's a right use guys will want or a wrong use guys i want to put right yeah absolutely i think this year one of the differences <laughs> compared to last year going into the playoffs is i think we have a little bit better depth this year I remember thinking at the end of last year, if we would have had Bush and Rayner in that final game, I think that would have been a, just a gigantic difference. This year, and we kind of proved that depth when Longer went out, when we had some injuries in the last couple games, we had guys step right in. Obviously, Hank's done a great job. Soizy plays a role. 
So I think that would be, at least in my opinion, one of the big differences going into the playoffs. Goody, you talk about the, the squad, you talk about everybody pulling their weight and, and you know, getting to, obviously getting to where we want to get to with winning that title uh, on Saturday. And when you look at the whole season as a whole, I mean, you've had a better view than anybody um, um, over the last two seasons playing with Scott Conway. And I know Cons will always turn it around to the group and, and 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 even just watching, I was I was watching you this morning after practice when you went on with the guys from uh, Better Gym, um, and you were still practicing your shot when you got the opportunity. But Scott Conway, the competitiveness within him for everything. I'm not just talking about scoring goals and setting the goals up and playing for the team, but to have the view that you've had over the last two years alongside him. Tell us about what type of character he is and and. And, um, and individually from him and your line. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Says Like, my biggest takeaway from playing with him is just how competitive he is. He never takes a night off. He probably plays through injuries that the majority of the guys in this league would not play through. That probably comes from a, a place of pride. But regardless, you know, he is so competitive. And that's probably what I admire <clears throat> about him the most. Um, and yeah, like I was sitting next to Coop during the award ceremony and obviously, you know, Scott walked away with, I don't know, four or five awards and every single award Coop and I were like, he deserves every one of these that he's getting. I mean, <laughs> none of them are, you know, a fan favorite. None of them are, you know, politics, every single one of these he deserves. So my hat is always tipped to him. He works, uh, very hard and, and, uh, I'm proud to be a teammate of his for two years. And, you know, last year I got the chance to speak with JJ yesterday and we obviously announced he's playing in the um, the charity game in a few weeks' time. Playing with it, that line with McCons and JJ last year. You've had a couple of partners this year alongside the two of you. Uh, obviously, you started with Mark Cooper and, uh, and Jelly was there for a while. Boots was there for a while. Um, but Steve Barry really has found that niche. Um, I, think he's, I think he's got 29 goals this year so far. Um, but again, as a trio, you just click off each other. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that there was only so many awards to give out the other night because I think Steve Aury, like, it's kind of criminal that guy didn't walk away with an award. Not that he does it for the awards, but he's been so valuable for us, you know, and and he's had a lot of adverse, probably more adversity than than the average guy on our team that, that's been here the whole season. So the fact that he was able to go through that adversity early on, you know, we bring Hank in. Steve gets, you know, pushed down a line or two, continues to work his way up. It's it's really incredible that he's ended with the numbers that he has. David, a 9-2 loss to the Dundee Stars. We want answers. We want answers. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to the wrong guy. I was, I was in the stands uh, having a beer with Scott Conway. So I, I don't, I'm right. not exactly sure what was going on. We um let's bring in uh let's add discussion. We're gonna bring in a man who uh well has played three seasons for the Belfast Giants and in those three seasons he's won three challenge cups and three league titles. There's there's one yet to pick up, okay. Tyler Beskarwani. Hi gang, how we doing? How are you doing? Congratulations on yet another elite league title. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, Patty, I don't think you actually want to know what happened on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I watched it. I don't know why. I watched it. 
it's <laughs> after nine o'clock. It's after nine. Like, you know, water shit. <laughs> you, you've you, you know, you, you've been you've come in since the the turn of the year, Besco, and um, since then the Belfast Giants haven't conceded very many goals. Um, you know, it the 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 atmosphere. Obviously, the last two times that it's been won hasn't been won at home. The atmosphere at home on Saturday for you for what picking up your third does that surpass the other two? You know they they're all pretty special in their own ways. Um, you know having having won my first one from a bar, uh, the second <laughs> one in a shootout, and uh, you know this one at home in front of the crowd it's been uh, unbelievable. And so um, yeah, they're they're all special. They all have their their different types of feel to it, but. Um, I'm glad I was able to get one done at home. Besco, how nice was it to do it in front of like the star of the show, young Austin, you know, who now understands a little bit more like he was buzzing on Saturday night? Well, I think we can be honest and uh, and say that he was probably the true award winner of that uh, award I ended up getting there on Monday night. And so, uh, but no, I was, you know what, it was special for, for him to come on the ice. That was his first time on the ice with one of the trophies. So um, for him to actually come on the ice and take pictures and stuff and, and get a feel for the crowd from the ice level and stuff. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. And, and similar, I asked Gary, and you, you were maybe in the green room or you heard me asking the captain, the difference that, it, because probably you've only come in since Christmas, you haven't had the, the, the full grind that the guys have had from August. So maybe not as stressful a situation as some of the guys have found themselves in, but that exhale, that relief that's over, excitement that it's happened, but now refocus for two big weekends, hopefully. Yeah, it's definitely a relief, you know. I think that just even the the pressure that you I got from Christmas time, you know, coming in here and um, and being when I ended up signing it, we were eleven points back, um, and and just you know finally getting there and getting to where you want to go and and having all that hard work pay off at the end, uh, it's a huge relief. And I think the, everybody enjoyed ourselves the last couple of days, but. Um, you know, for me especially to not get that that playoff trophy yet uh, from the the two years that I've been here, uh, it definitely stings, and it's one that I'm going to want to win this year. So uh, I know the guys from last year too. They're, we're all we're all on the same boat. You know, that that feeling that we got from uh, winning two trophies and then losing that last one like the way we did, um, it's not fun, and it definitely leaves a sour taste in our mouths, and one that we're going to want to uh, want to change this year. Goody, I don't want to leave you sitting there just just watching in here. I, I asked, um, or we were talking earlier in the in the show about, you know, Guildford just coming a week before Christmas. There were thirteen points clear. We'd played, I think, 23, 24 games, and in the last twenty nine games, discounting Sunday night's game, from fifty eight points, we've taken fifty two. Guildford haven't lost that league. We've went and won that league. You know, they can't be critical of them. It's just been an unbelievable end of the season. Yeah, you know, like I said, we uh, we really just kind of stuck together and, and grinded maybe a little bit better than the rest of the teams in the league, you know. Um, yeah, did Guilford slow down a little bit? Maybe, whatever. But we really just kind of took over and, and we weren't going to let anyone catch us. This is one for both of you, Besco and, and Goody. And everybody looks at, at games differently and moments throughout the season. Um, and obviously, Goody, you've been here for the full season. Besco, you know, retired and got bored and then come back again. Um, but if you could start with you, Goody, first of all, if you take one moment 
throughout the season that you thought was pivotal to getting that kick in the backside to a certain extent, what would you say it would be? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd be remiss to not mention that Manch weekend, um, the last time I was on the podcast. Um, Being on yeah, the podcast? That's what that <laughs> yeah, the podcast is really what turned the season around. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, that was that was obviously like a wake-up <laughs> moment for us. You know, like we, we needed to improve in not just one or two areas. There was a lot of areas we needed to improve on. Um, some of that was in my hands as leadership. Some of that was in Kiefer's hands uh, as the coach. And some of that was in Steve's hands as uh, some player player transaction moves. So we had to improve at all assets. And I think we recognized that uh, very clearly after the match weekend. And Basco? Um. For me, I think it was the Sheffield weekend uh, where we took both games from Sheffield at home. Um, personally, I felt like it was it was a confidence booster for myself. I hadn't been feeling well. And for the team to get, get four points like the way we did against a good team like Sheffield, um, I think it, uh, it, it was definitely a confidence booster for the whole team, really. You mentioned him there, and again, this is a question for both. Actually, you know, because you've you've experienced working on them. He's a five-time champion himself, both as a player and a coach. Adam Keith, what is it, Goody, that makes him such a successful coach in this league? I think he's able to keep the boys focused uh, a whole season long, better than the other coaches in the league. You know, I think if you look at our roster, we might not have you know the the sexiest roster, the best resumes, but. Kiefer keeps the guys dialed um, and really instills in us a level of commitment that's necessary to win such a grind of a league. Tyler? Yeah, I think a big thing, too, is the fact that he's played in the league. He knows the, what the grind is to get the league yeah. trophies. He knows on both sides, really. He, he's, he's now experienced um, those, tough, those tough decisions on whether, you know, what's more important is it to, to practice on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or is it time off for the guys given an optional? Um, and so I, I think that him understanding that part of it and understanding what the players go through on and off the ice, I think it, it's pushed the rest of us to, to be able to, to play as well as we have. And just, just one thing to add that, of course, the 54 league game grind, but to win that Challenge Cup, to, for those dead rubbers, if you like, at the end of the group stage, focusing the guys that they are so important because to have the final at home, would you want to go to Sheffield and play a final? Would you want to go to Nottingham or whatever? You know, to have that final at home is critical. And the, the focus above all the other teams who just sort of say, oh, well, we're going to qualify here and we'll take our quarterfinal semi wherever it comes. You know, that's massive. Yeah, it is. And I think particularly, you know, for the new guys to the league, that that whole concept is is something that um, is a learning curve. And Kiefer does a good job really explaining that and really drilling that into the guys, the guys head. Yeah, it's not, it's not easy, um, especially after winning a trophy like that midseason and then having to get the guys to just restart and reboot their minds to get back in the league play. Uh, it's it's not an easy thing to do. It's definitely something that comes with experience. With the league season behind us, gentlemen, the two trophies in the bag, obviously there's the one to play for. Um, 
we have Glasgow this weekend, and I don't need to tell you that you know, apart from them taking us once to the overtime, it's been pretty successful this season against them. Um, goody for yourself as captain, you know, there's a level of confidence going into the We've been scoring for fun at times in the last number of weeks, we're solid at the back, but at the end of the day, these guys have nothing to lose, so you know, there is a level of danger there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kiefer has this phrase this year, the nameless gray faces, I think is what it is. And, you know, it's so cliche, but the reality is, is we're, we really try not to focus too much on our opponent. And we feel if we prepare the best of our ability and we perform well, we're going to get good results. And and Basco, I mentioned you know you've come in, you've won, you've won the Challenge Cup, you've won the league. Uh, there is one missing from your from from your um, trophy cabinet at the minute. And how determined are you coming into these next couple of weeks? Yeah, pretty pretty determined. Um, you know, it's is again, it's not an easy trophy to win, especially after you've won. You know, we we come in here, we win the Challenge Cup, we you know we have that relief a little bit. And then it's right back to work again and then winning the league and then a bit of relief, a bit of weight off your shoulders and then having to reboot again and get more or less get on the same page as everybody else now, because they all now have something to play for again, where Glasgow probably didn't have anything to play for since probably before Christmas. So for them, you know, it's, it, it, they have nothing to lose at this point. They're, they're the eight seed. They, they don't have a coach. They, you know, the, the season they've had this year has been part of my French, a bit of a shit show. Um, and so for that, did you not hear Hank earlier on? You can say what you want. I, <laughs> but no, for, so, I mean, for us, I think we, especially the guys that were here last year to take that um, quarterfinals as a learning curve, you know, barely squeaking by um, Coventry, you know, uh, again, a one seed playing an eight seed, but they, they just had nothing to lose at the time and um, coming in here and, and really gave us a run for our money. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely looking forward to this weekend and then um, the weekend after that as well. Fantastic. Let's go one more time. I'm going to bring it back to the same kitchen's floor of his kitchen. There's that trophy that was that was picked up on Saturday. Gentlemen, thank you very much for that. And thank you very much for your time. Good luck this weekend. And uh, let's go get... Oh, Sam, you got one more to go? Go on. Yeah. Note, I have cleaned it for the both of you. Okay. So, you know, try and keep it clean this time, please. The, the floor of the trophy? <laughs> no, the floor. <laughs> Jasmine looks off the floor. That's where she gets her pocket money from. I still have to pay. For, I still have to pay for fuel. Appreciate it. Fantastic, gentlemen. Good luck this weekend, and let's go get that final trophy. Cheers, thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, boys. Big thanks to uh, David Goodwin and Tyler Beskarowani who came in and out there. For especially in what has no doubt been a really busy week, a busy week. Back on back to training. And, uh, and, a, and a big weekend to prepare for. Generally, we've got a few more things to deal with in this show. Before we do that, we're going to pop down to training. Uh, Mr. Kitchen had a chance to chat with Kieran Long and Sam Rupp. After uh, the first practice of the week um, with Sam Rupp, Sam, two-time Elite League champion. Um, how does that feel? feels incredible. Oh, it's uh, very special, and, and I'm honoured to be part of such a good group here with the Giants. So, you know, it feels nice uh, coming out with some silverware, and uh, but, but we're not done yet. 
he uh, obviously you won the Challenge Cup there, uh, so you're a two-time Challenge Cup champion as well, sorry. Um, but the game on Saturday against Guildford, uh, first versus second, um, very tentative first 10, 12 minutes, but then when we scored that first goal, it, it sort of just, you could see the confidence grow very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I thought uh, we were a little bit more reserved uh, at the start of the game, but yeah, once the first goal went in, uh, kind of the, the floodgates uh, opened in a sense. So uh, yeah, I thought we played uh, extremely well and uh, you know, we, we stuck to our systems the whole game and you know, as per usual, it, it panned out. You, you know, we, we've had some success the last couple of years and you played in the final last year against the Carf Devils, which didn't go our way for the playoffs. Uh, they start this weekend against the Glasgow clan. Um, and the plan is to get that final again and go one better and, and lift that trophy. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's been our goal the entire season is to to do the treble and you know we've set ourselves up for in a in a good position here. So uh, we're taking it game by game and yeah, uh, I think we can we can get the job done. The boys had a couple of days to celebrate. Um, did you enjoy a drink or two? <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, it was a lot of fun and. Especially winning it here in front of the home crowd and getting to interact with the fans afterwards. Uh, it was a yeah, an, an amazing night and, and very special. Something that uh, you know, gonna remember forever. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you very much. Longer, um, she was just standing beside your big mate Matt Pellich there. Is that uh, where the haircut generated from? Yeah, you know, Pellich is a good friend. It's just we're both big bodies. You know, probably the same weight, same height, just as tough as he yeah. is. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, just wanted to follow in his footsteps. A couple of teammates there just getting the chance to head on. Thanks very much, boys. <laughs> um, let's get uh, the weekend. Obviously, you, you missed out, um, uh, but you got to celebrate John Perry style uh, on the ice uh, to win the trophy at home in front of a packed out crowd. Um, it's something that, 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 as a hockey player, uh, I'm sure you'll never forget. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, obviously it was devastating not being on the ice with the boys to get the job done, but to get it and get the job done in front of the crowd that we had was good for them and good for us. Now, you were telling me about a wee story yesterday. Um, the boys got to go out on Monday evening after the awards night, which was fantastic in front of so many fans here at the SSC Arena. But uh, you went to one of the local establishments in Belfast. You pick up a story there. Yeah, so uh, after the event, um, Two of the boys had already headed over. I was still talking to just a couple of people. Um, but then they wanted the trophies over, so I was searching around for the trophies, managed to get the trophies out with Kiefer. Um, and as I'm walking into this establishment with both the big boys we had, um, the bouncer stops me from going in. He's just like, just a heads up, Ulster basketball team are in with their, their two trophies. So, okay, fair enough. So I walk in. And the first people I walk into are the Ulster, rugby, uh, Ulster basketball boys, and they were like, what the hell are those things? They're huge. So uh, we had a good night out. They were celebrating ours, we were celebrating ours, but yeah, in comparison, ours was just slightly bigger. I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about trophies here? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Um, this weekend, um, you come out, you're back from the three-game suspension. Glasgow clan, two games over the, the next, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. It's going to be a tough ask, because playoffs that you know everybody steps up their game yeah definitely and you know it's good just to have that experience last year you know we we struggled in that first quarter final games um and we're quite fortunate that we got through on a lucky penalty shot from cons you know 
No, we can't. Yeah, wow. If you watch this slow mo, that goalie's <laughs> pad comes up right at the last second. Um, but no, I think the boys out here last year, we know how hard it is. Um, so, and me coming back from my suspension, I'm just as hungry to get this third trophy. Tom Longer, thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you very much. Big thanks to Sam Rupp and to Kieran Long. Before we move on, gentlemen, big thanks to Neil Whiteside. He sent it to me. This is why I signed here and like to have a chance to win the league and the Shannon's Cup. It feels so fucking good. <laughs> big shout to, to Henrik Eriksson on national TV on Viaplay. Um, right, boys, a uh, bit of news. Uh, one specific bit after the 9-2, despite a 9-2 victory for his Dundee Stars. Unfortunately, our good friend here, uh, former Belfast Jan Jeff Mason, is no longer the head coach of the Dundee Stars. And he has been replaced by Inverted Comms, friend of the show, Mark Lefebvre. Um, bit of a shock on, on Mark Lefebvre coming back, Davey. Um, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think many people expected it. No. Um, no. <laughs> It's uh, it's an acquired taste coaching in uh, Dundee. Um, our good friend Jeff Mason has had a, a difficult season. No doubt about that. That'll he will have learnt so much about coaching, about GMing, about himself as a person, and uh, I think he'll be stronger going forward in the future in in every facet of his life. So, wish him well. Whatever he gets up to next year and beyond, and favour coming back in well. Friend of the show, Mark Lefebvre, you know, friend of the show. Uh, it's uh, he loves his horse racing. We we'll love talking horse racing with him. So um, he's already said he'll be happy to come on the show, whatever, 12, 13 times, whatever we play them next season. So <laughs> we'll line favor up over the summer and uh, and get that interview done. So good luck to him. More, um, just more than, o- more than Omar Pasha will be. I don't know when Pasha goes Pash. back to stars. Well, when Pasha goes back to stars, we'll have him on too. <laughs> <laughs> Says, what about that move? The, the Mace out, Lefebvre in. Yeah, I mean, David's just touched on there. Mace had a difficult year. I mean, they had a lot of injuries this year. And, and yeah. unfortunately for them, they're not in the same sort of position as us that we can sign as many players we want to. Because um, we are the, the Belfast champions and we do what yeah. we want. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those ones where it's been a really difficult season for them. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> You know, Mace, I've, I've all the time in the world for Mace. He's just an yeah. absolute top lad. He's a, listen, he's a really good coach, and, and uh, he'll certainly find his feet and, and find somewhere and um, knows the game. Um, but uh, it was disappointing for, for him, certainly for the way the season's ended. And, you know, David just touched on it there. He's, he's a GM on, and uh, sorry, was GM on, on head coach. And, and some of the things that, you know, you've got to go through as a head coach and a GM, you, you just don't realize that, you know, where you are and, and the ice that they, they don't have ice in Dundee. I think it's Monday and Tuesday. So, you know, the no practice facilities, they, it's just a real pain. Um, it's not uh, ideal for a professional team, um, but you've got to work with a hand you're dealt. And, and unfortunately for, for Mace, uh, it's ended up with, um, he's no longer there. And then the best, I mean, said the best of luck, the, the favourite. I, I hate them. I hate every other club in the league. And I do. <laughs> don't wish any of them the best of luck. However, he is a friendly show. Friendly show. I said <laughs> best of luck to Mark or Fev, except when he's playing against us. No, I don't wish any of them any luck at all. Nah, I, I'm okay with that. 
No, you've changed. <laughs> I'm not too. I'm not too worried about Dundee finishing second in the league, mate. Um, Listen, you just never they had know. A good run of it once, Trump had a good run yeah. of Jeff Hutchins. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got the. We obviously yeah. be handed to them last year in the semi final of, of the playoffs, but they got really well to get the playoff trophy. And, and um, yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> Not next year, anyway. Um. One last thing, I want to look at the league table in just a second. But one last thing, and not not good news, unfortunately. Um, uh, the Basingstoke Bison will not be taking part no. in formerly of the Elite League, formerly of the the ISL, but sorry, the league will not be taking part in competition in the NHL next uh, season. There's going to be a lot of work done on the rink. Um, our good friend Anthony Russell, who's watching in, obviously a stalwart of the uh, of the scene there and of the Basingstoke Bison. It's a, a a terrible situation for them to be in. It's not great for the fans. Having experienced myself being amongst Newcastle fans when their team basically uh, when their team actually dissolved and you know it was gone, it's not great for good hockey fans to not have a team. So hopefully, in time, the business of Bison can come back and come back stronger um, uh, and come back stronger in a, in a in a much nicer rink. Dave, you've been to Basingstoke? That's freezing. Yeah, it is freezing in the, mid- in the middle of it. summer. It's freezing. I just yeah. never. It's just a fridge. So uh, in some <laughs> sort of plant repair. Yeah, but it's 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 like even colder than ice rink. It's it's just not it's just yeah. not you know it's hard to explain how cold it is in there. Yeah, says you play Anthony Russell. Anthony Russell. Well, in the comments, Anthony Russell. How cold is Basingstoke compared to um like all the other NIHL rigs? Alaska. <laughs> the um, <laughs> no, I, I never played in Basingstoke. I played in Bracknell a couple of times and, and never got a chance to play in Basingstoke. <laughs> but it's it's one of those ones where. It's never nice to lose a team out of any of, of the leagues in the UK. It's, you know, I, I just hope that it is only for one season. I mean, they had a, they had a couple of good, um, they had a couple of good seasons right back. And what Simon is the free, he's a kip. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, I come from Jason, uh, uh, Jason Ellery. Not, not, not sure of the name. Uh, I, sure. He, um, <laughs> he's, uh, I've, 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 known, I've heard of him before. Um, but you know, as I say, it's never nice losing any any team from any league in the UK. It's um, hopefully it's only for one season and then get it back the following year. But um, it's um, I mean the fan base, you know, you can, it's generational type of thing as well. You just need to try and make sure that they work hard to get back on the ice in twenty four twenty five. Yeah, uh, and in the NIHL, I know that coming down this way next Friday are the Whitley Warriors um, to play Billingham in Altrincham as part of their playoffs. And David Longstaff will be finishing as coach there, and uh, Dean Holland finishing as captain there. Two stalwarts of the of the Northeast scene. So I wish them well. I know um, uh, David. I don't know. He's stepped away from hockey altogether. Obviously, his two sons doing well in Premier League football. Um, but I don't know if he. But he's uh, finishing up as coach of Whitley Bay. Um, let's have a quick look at the league table, gentlemen. I'm going to bring it up here just at the final league table of the regular season. And of course, the uh, the Stanleys have the Belfast Giants atop of that. 84 points from 54 games. Uh, Guildford on second, 82. 77 for Sheffield. 75 for the Cardiff Devils. 72 for Coventry Blaze, who have been in fifth since about 1995. Um, the Manchester Storm finishing in sixth, which is great for them. Uh, the Nottingham Panthers finishes in seventh, which is brilliant for everybody else. 
And uh, Glasgow Clan, 35, scraping into that point, just one point ahead of the five flyers who drop out, and the Dundee Stars, obviously, uh, finished in 10th. Uh, the Giants winning by two points, but also, also, sorry, obviously also having that regulation win was sort of like an extra point just in case, which has left us with the, the playoff bracket, gents. And I'm going to ask you, let's bring up the playoff bracket. There it is. And uh, I want to ask you, to pick your final four. Go ahead, David. Um, the top seed comes through on the top game. The so Belfast um, Giants, of course. Okay, Belfast. Yeah, the Guilford. I could get a Guilford against Nottingham. No, I, I, I Guilford against Nottingham. I could get a team from Ballybean to beat the Panthers. So Guilford won that. <laughs> Guilford. Um, my heart says, Storm, and my heart Storm. says, Blaze. I think Brody DuPont, Storm and Blaze? If, if Brody DuPont can somehow um, motivate that team, they've got they've got talent in Cardiff. There's no doubt about it. But like the, the Blaze will be hungry too. It's it's. I think that's the one that's a toss up. I think this, the the top seeds in the top three are probably the strong favourites to go through that that fourth fifth. Obviously, with it being four and five, it's probably the tightest one. But I could see an upset in the bottom too. So you're saying Storm and Blaze? Yeah, why not? Why not? Hey, go ahead, Patrick. What do you think? Uh, me, um, the Glasgow, no, the Belfast Giants, uh, the Guildford Flames. I can't see Nottingham getting anything from that at all. I'd love to see the Storm go through. I really, actually, would. I think you know. I'm, I'm, I think Ginner's done a great job there to get them to where they are in sixth. Uh, they got good goaltending in Brodeur. I'd love to see them knock out Sheffield. I don't think they will. Sheffield is what I'm going to choose. Even though I get, and I actually will do think that the Blaze will defeat the Cardiff Devils. I think that Cardiff, despite having um, a great win against the Sheffield Steelers uh, in that final game of the season where um, McNally came in and was gone within a period <laughs> after his suspension. Um, Coventry Blaze have been on a bit of a charge, um, on and off, but but they are a dangerous side. They've got strong goaltending. They know where the net is. I could see them going through the Cardiff Devils. So I'm saying the Blaze. Simon? Giants, Guilford. Um, yep. I think the Storm could possibly beat Sheffield over two games. Right. And I agree with you regarding Cardiff and, and Coventry. I think that's going to be, I was talking to Taff about this day, actually. That'll be a battle of the goaltenders. Whoever comes out on top in the goaltending department um, will um, take that win. And I've just got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be Cardiff. I think Cardiff mm-hmm. have got have found a way to win. Um, and, uh, you know, it's difficult to try and, um, they, they've done in the last three years as the playoff champions. Um, they've got the guys in that locker room to do it. However, I do think that it could come down to the goaltending for sure. So you're saying uh, Belfast, Guildford, Storm, and the Devils are your are your four. So everybody's got a different four. So that's uh, we'll we'll look back at those next week and we'll see how it goes. Obviously, the game between the Sheffield Steelers and the Manchester Storm, the first legs on the Friday, and that uh, that will complete on the Saturday. The other two are across the, the Saturday and Sunday. With Belfast, I think are the only um, higher seed that are having an away game second. Um, obviously for arena reasons. Um, anybody watching in, send us what you think. Uh, send us on the live chat. We'll. Uh, we'll- 
that up or uh, send us a tweet at AVFTB and tell us who you think will be in the final four at playoffs. The next thing on my agenda, gentlemen, we'll keep going. The next thing on my agenda is the awards that took place on Monday night. Absolutely phenomenal, the uh, the crowd that were in there that night. Obviously, Mr. Kitchen behind the microphone. Um, let me just find where I've put the, the awards. There should be there. There we go. Uh, let's run through a couple of these. Ben Lake got the Ian Barton Award. Kieran Long was the Coaches Player of the Year. Gabe Bast, unsurprisingly, I think, the Defenseman of the Year. There was a bit of challenge to that, though. Tyler Besker Owani, a fan favorite award. Gabe Bast, OSC Young Player of the Year. Mark Cooper, the Players Player of the Year. David Goodwin, the Jim Gillespie President's Award. Jackson Whistle, the Unsung Hero. And then it was the Scott Conway show. Scott Conway for the year, forward of the year. Scott Conway, MVP. Scott Conway, OSC player of the year. And Scott Conway, top scorer. We get a few of these going. But Davey, the you know, it's hard to argue with any of these awards. We heard Goody and uh, we heard Goody and Besco talk about it, Goody especially. Talking about these awards, and you can't argue for hell of a lot. I'm certainly not the ones on Scott Conway. No, and and you hear Goody mentioning line mate Steve Ari saying, you know, it's 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 almost a criminal act that he doesn't come away with an award. And there's probably a few players along 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 the the lines as well. Um, Kieran Long playing forward, played the scored goals, mixed it up with people, agitated away, got got players off their game from the other team. So. You know, Gabe Bast, he had, he had a lot of competition in, in terms of D-man of the year, but he come out with an awful lot of points and he scored an awful lot of critical goals at key times. Not just critical goals, he came up with massive first assists on par plays. Special, our special teams are really good this year. Gabe Bast did a lot of quarterbacking on the par play. There's all those little things, played a lot of minutes, but all those awards really well. And look at Scott Conway, like, Dipsy Doodlin, as Simon says on the on the uh, on the webcast, three players he scored in big games. No flat track bullying there. Like he scored big goals in big games against big teams and big goaltenders. And it was really at, at times through the season, come with the R, come with the man. You needed that big goal, and it was on his stick. He took the responsibility. He went to dirty areas and he got good goals. He didn't. You know, he didn't get anything at that awards night that he didn't earn. Fantastic servant of this club this year. And, you know, and we haven't even touched on, like, Mark Cooper, how many times he reversed into the blue paint, and Ben Lake, pound for pounder, and all those things. We've just had a tremendous season, and I hope this team deserves to round it out with one more win. One more trophy win. Ben Lake with, with the Ian Barton Award, Simon. You were you were part of that night. It was a fantastic night regards to the awards. It's always good. We saw the, we saw the fantastic league banner uh that that was hanging on the, on that stage um your your assessment of the night itself and of course the awards that were given up yeah i mean again it, it, there's nowhere in belfast can can hold those numbers i mean it was just up it was between 1100 fans that were in the building that night it's you know the ops team did a brilliant job to get it all ready you know that it's but don't forget we had a game on, on saturday and and uh you know, they put the, the flooring down and, and got the stage put up. And it was just, it was perfectly set with regards to the way, you know, the fans were all right in front of you, you know, at, at an arm's reach to a certain extent. 
Um, and, you know, Scott Conway, would, 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 you can't use enough superlatives this year for what he's done as as a as an individual and as a, as, a, as a line mate, as a team player. He's just absolutely outstanding. He's the best player in the league. There's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, I talked about when you look through the group and, and we won the, the all first All-Star team last year, you know, there was Griffin Reinhardt, there was Scott Conway, JJ Pekinich, and Besco. Um, were the, the four and you know we've been asked for um, for our picks of, of player of the year for the media side of things um, and all those so the selections I actually have to get that done this week um, but you know when you when you look at those players to be very honest it could be six Belfast Giants in that first line it genuinely yep. could I mean it was for me in, my, in my opinion Dave Bass <laughs> the best defenseman in the league in my opinion I'm Scott Conway is the best forward in the league but the best player in the league as well. Matt Greenfield was doing really well until Besco turned up and then took over. And Besco's been absolutely David's got the numbers. It, it's just ridiculous how good he's been this year. Um David Gubin, I still think David Gubin's underrated. You know, he's 200 points in Belfast Giants and just over two and a bit seasons. Um yep. 90 so far this year in all competitions. And he, he you know he's he just goes under the radar a wee bit. I think he's absolutely superb. And then that's as as, as Goody said about Steve Ari, um, Mark Cooper. There's there's so many players there that could take those accolades. And we're very, very lucky this year to have another group that has eventually been gelled together by Steve and Adam. And they've come up on Trumps again with a league and a and a, a challenge cup. We have been very, very lucky. And I know there's a lot of fans out there who you know, from all our fan bases that, that chirp the Giants fans for this, that, and the other. We deserve to get chirped because we're the best, and that's it. That's what happens. Hated, adored, but never ignored, mate. You know, that's the way it goes. A fanta- looks what, what looks to be a fantastic night. Some brilliant awards given out. And like you say, just, there are such strong cont- contenders for more or less every single one of those awards. But then the ones that you got, you know, the ones that did get, you can't argue with. So wonderful to see looked like a wonderful night looked like a brilliant crowd in and um well austin stole the show so it was uh so so what more can you want from that night congratulations to everybody who won the award congratulations to the odyssey and the ops team uh the the ssc arena ops team for what they did and uh yeah fantastic absolutely brilliant right uh, let me see where were we? We are. Da, da, da. Oh yes! Oh, a big thanks to Neil Whiteside for all of those that footage and all the bits and pieces of the work. We we all know the kid's a genius, and a big thanks to him for uh, updating he, our opening titles. He's not a kid well, anymore. That's what we keep on I know, saying. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I know. But it's it's like, forty. The lads are genius. Well, the, the lads are genius, and he he updated our um, opening titles. He sent me a message earlier this week saying, "I've updated your opening titles," and he he's put in the this year's Challenge Cup and this year's league into the opening titles, and just fabulous. I really really appreciate. It. So big thanks to Neil Whiteside. Right, we are coming towards a close of this show. I promise you. Uh, the uh, we do have one more thing to deal with, and that is this forthcoming weekend against the Glasgow clan. First versus eighth in the quarterfinal of the Via Play Elite League playoffs. Um, the Glasgow clan have had a bit of a tumultuous season. Uh, they started with Malcolm Cameron on the bench as a bench coach. That didn't go well. They went 0-17, but have been able to drag themselves into a playoff place where they will face the Belfast Giants. I had an opportunity earlier today to talk to a player formerly of this parish, a league league winner himself, and now the captain 
of the uh, Glasgow clan. That is, of course, Craig Peacock. Mr. Craig Peacock, welcome back to A View from the Bridge. Good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, been a while since I've been on here. Yeah, it's all changed now, mate. We do, we do video now, you know what I mean? You can't get away with just like some some phone call, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's all changed. Listen, you guys have had a an interesting season in, in, in Glasgow, let's put it that way. You know, Obviously not the best of starts, going 17 and 0 and 17, but to be able to scramble your way back in, find that leadership and, and get yourself in that eighth spot in the playoff is, is something to be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. For this group that's stuck together through all the adversity that we've been through this season, like say the losing streaks. I mean, that wasn't the only losing streak that we went on this year. We had quite a few of them. Um, so to find ourselves, you know, scrape our way into the eighth place, um, I would say is an achievement for this group. Obviously we lost players along the way. It took us a while to bring new players in. Um, obviously Stevie Dixon and Dyson taking over as coaches as well. Um, and that was our aim when they took over was just kind of do what we can to to get into the playoffs and and we've managed to achieve that you you as captain and and you've got those guys there who've had to step up in matter of adversity when Malcolm Cameron was was uh, deposed of his position you how how much gal how much did that galvanize you guys as a side thinking you know okay we we were changing coach here some of the guys are stepping off the ice in like of, of Steve Dixon and and you know we've got like you say Dyson Stevenson working there as well. How much that galvanizes you guys as a side to try to fight your way back into contention to get into that final eight? Yeah, we we knew at that point of the year that you know we weren't out of contention for for making the playoffs. So that was kind of when those guys took over. Obviously, we sat down and had some meetings as a group and talked about what we wanted to achieve. And obviously, it's a new. It was a new position for those guys jumping into kind of the coaching role. So, um, you know, they just asked that we bought into to their ideas and what they were trying to bring to us as a club um, and as a team and how we wanted to play on the ice. And I think as a whole, we done that. Obviously, we went through some some rough patches, but um, I'm just really proud of kind of the way the guys have, have stuck together and, you know, the, the job that uh, Dix and Dice have done, you know, in the circumstances that they got handed it, I think yeah. is... Um, is to be applauded. What's well, so what style of leader are you, Peaks? I mean, you, we 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 obviously know you here uh, winning championships yourself with the Belfast Giants, but now, with all due respect, you're probably one of the elder statesmen, which pains me to say it because I remember when you came to Belfast. You know, it pains me to say it, but you're obviously one of the one of the leaders in in that group. You know, what style of leader are you? Um, I mean, I'm probably not a screamer and a shouter. I don't think I've kind of changed who I am much as a person. I just try and kind of lead by example, say the right things when it needs to be said. Obviously, we've got a great leadership group from the coaches and, and the assistant captains as well, so it doesn't all fall on me. Um, and there's a lot of guys who step up in that room and will have something to say at the right time as well. But for me, I just kind of try and lead by example. I mean, my game's probably changed a lot from when I last played over there with you guys as well. So, you know, for me, it's about doing all the small details and, you know, face-offs, doing well on the PK, blocking shots if that's what needs to be done. And, and you know, hopefully that the team follows suit with that. Um, but, yes, it's been great for me and the team have been really supportive. And like I say, the whole leadership group that we have here have um, really pulled together and made sure that, that this team got into the playoffs. There's been a level of turmoil off the ice as well. Has that had an effect on the room? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's never easy. 
Um, obviously, mm. when you've got all that stuff going on in the background, it's going to find its way into the locker room. There's going to be uncertainty. You know, guys were probably getting offers to to leave for other teams, and some guys did do that. Um, so I take my hats off to the guys that that stuck around and said, you know, we've committed to this. We're going to see it through, and and we'll do the best we can. Um, obviously, it's been a bit trying at times for for us as a team and for the fan base, but. Um, yeah, like a, like I've already said, I'm just proud that this group's managed to to get ourselves into the playoffs. Let's focus on this weekend. Now, you obviously, without the place you're up against ourselves, and you know we've had a, you know we've had we've had a great week, and and the fact is now we've to both teams are going to focus now on what's going to happen uh, in the two games that take place on Saturday and Sunday. How are your preparations, and obviously with you know the, the games you've played against Belfast this season, some of them are tight, some of them haven't been. You know what 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 have you learned from the games against Belfast? Yeah, um, I think exactly what you say. You know, we we've had a couple that. You know the scores have been a little bit closer, but we've also had a couple where where Belfast have blown us out of the water, um, and we know what Belfast and the Giants bring. There's there's a reason that that team's won two trophies this year, um, so we we know what we're up against. But we know that looking back on the games that we've managed to keep close, we're we're going to have to be you know at our very very best to to be able to to compete with this Belfast team. But it's a challenge that I think everybody is looking forward to and one that, you know, we're all taking very seriously this week in practice. And, you know, we're just going to prepare ourselves the best way we can to, to give ourselves the best chance. I guess when it's in that position as well, you know, you, you've shown that you can get that the place. You've got nothing to lose. You're up against the champs. You just have to leave it all out there on the ice. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, it's no secret we're the underdogs. Um, and like you say, there's nothing to lose for us. So we can just kind of go out there and, and give it our all and, and see what happens. Um, but, you know, we're under no secret what we're up against. Um, but we're preparing the best we can. We know, like I say, we're going to have to be at our best, if not perfect, over six periods of hockey, which is a big ask. Um, but again, it's playoffs. If we can keep it tight in the first leg, who knows what happens when you come home for the second. Listen, mate, it's good to see you. I'd said wish you well for the weekend, but you know I don't mean that. And uh but but going forward with the clan and hopefully things sort of sort itself out and we'll see you again. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. Um a big thanks to him for, for his time earlier on. Um, these games, uh, Belfast Giants will take on the Glasgow clan at home on Saturday at 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena. You get that on Giants TV and then away on Sunday at 6 p.m. at the Brayhead Ice Arena, and that's on Clan TV. Um, Belfast Giants have taken all the points from the, the Glasgow clan so far this season. One game going to overtime, but a lot of games, a lot of those games have been quite one-sided, says. Yeah, um, just what we do, Paddy. Dangerous, dangerous. Yeah. We, said, we were saying earlier on that with, with Goody and like that, is that a team like this who have scraped their way in, they've got nothing to lose. These could be their last two games of the season. Why not just throw it all out there? But it could also be our last two games of the season. So that's, you know, we're looking at it from a point of view that, you know, when, when Goody's already touched on it. We're confident in our own ability. We're, we have to play our game. If we play our game, then we've got a really good chance of winning the games over the weekend. But as I say, Glasgow have, you know, they've battled to get in the eighth place. It's a one-off game. It's not going to be the first time that an eighth-place team can beat a first-place team. I'm pretty sure Coventry did it a while a couple of years ago and they ended up going on to win the playoffs. So, you yep. know, it can happen. And we need to be very, very careful. We scraped, we scraped it again. 
we scripted against Coventry last last, last last year, year. in the quarterfinals. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't straightforward. It was pretty no. tight. And I, again, that could be the same this weekend. However, if the boys play the way they can play, then we've got a really yeah. good chance. However, it, it, it comes down to concentrate on Saturday first of all, get your business done at home, and then you know you've got to go on the road on Sunday. So it's um it, it's two games that you know that really could define our season. You don't want to. You know, with the greatest respect, you don't want to go out of the playoffs to the eighth place team after winning the league the week before. That just wouldn't sit well with the boys, and, and I know that that wouldn't sit well with the coaching staff. So, um, it's uh, there's a big ask um, to go on and keep on going for four more games. But um, let's hope that, that again Saturday's the, the most important one, and, and that's the next one up. That's it, uh, Davy. You know, complacency. We shouldn't have any ability. We've got it in spades. You mentioned about the, the the idea of the collective exhale. I think there was a lot, especially with the, when we won it under Paul Eddy, there was such a gap between we won it so early that it was just like you know um, um you know then we fell short in the Challenge Cup and blah blah blah. We won this we won this trophy a matter of days ago. We won this league a matter of days ago. We've had a a period of celebration and now it's back to work. Yeah, and and look, I think uh, Goody nailed it on the head when he said, you know, we we concentrate on us. Um, do what we've got to do. We we talked Simon just shortly after the, the 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 loss in the playoff final last year, and the cliche of it was one game too many. But you know, we were missing Bush, we were missing Kevin Ray, and we you know we, we got behind in that game, and then we had to play a completely different style of hockey that would play it all season. We you know we, we conceded goals that we hadn't normally conceded because we were just a little bit different players playing different positions and stuff. So. We we take out the the experience from last year that Goody and all will be able to to, to put on their teammates Scott Conway etc. That we're all here last year and knew how difficult it was, but I don't want to talk about it too much. You know, it's, it's we'll talk about the playoff final weekend if if and when we get there. Big game this weekend, as and as as Goody said, just let those great faces sink in the background. Just go out and play as the Belfast Giants can play, and and history tells us we should be okay because if this Belfast Giants team turns up. And they're dialed in, they'll be okay. Belfast Giants against Glasgow Clan Saturday at 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena. Get yourself down to that. And if you don't, in Clan T, sorry, Clan Giants TV with Mr. Simon Kitchen, the last call of the season for him. And uh, the Belfast Giants against the Glasgow Clan in Glasgow, excuse me. That's the uh, that's the Camden PLL coming through. Uh, the, the Sunday at 6 p.m. at the Brayhead Ice Arena. And that will be on Clan TV. Last call of the season, says excited. I did. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed doing it um, again this year, and and um, I still don't know who's coming to do it with me. Either you two aren't here, so unless you want to jump on a flight and come on over, since you're not doing anything else, Davey. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> get flight book, come on over for the last game, and, and um, hopefully, as I say, we get the win. It's been a, the guys behind the scenes of Jazz TV have been brilliant this year, and. Um, you know, all the, the people have joined. I mean, you two have been on, and I mean, there's so many people that have, have done um, thanks to this year. So it's been great. It's been really, really good. And again, lucky enough to, to um, I'll have a wee, I'll maybe try and get our friend that's in the kitchen here with us on the Chance TV at the weekend as well. That guy? Wow. That guy there. That's this him. guy? This guy here? Is that? It's him. You mean the, uh, you mean the Elite League, the Elite League Champions Trophy? Live on a view from the bridge from Simon Kitchen's kitchen floor. Um, 
yeah, that's fantastic. This the, the the work that's done by you guys on Giants TV is is brilliant, and Davey wants us to keep moving. And, yeah, <laughs> right. Let, let's go then. Um, any other business, boys? I have a couple. Firstly, we Blake. He's been sick. Um, he yes. took a little on Saturday evening after the game. Um, and uh, I'm just want to let him know that we're thinking about him. Hopefully, he's okay. Absolutely. Um, he's back. And is fighting for him very, very quickly. And the second one, um, part of the, the the obviously we all know about the Ukraine game, and we all know that there's going to be um, all the funds that are raised and and uh, the profits from the game are going to Ukraine um, um, hockey dreams. So Robert Fitzpatrick has found um, and a lovely jersey to uh, donate, which we're going to put up for auction. Um, and that is the very one right there. So it was given to us by the uh, Boston Bruins back in 2010, which was the season they went on to win the Stanley Cup against the Vancouver Canucks. Um, it's signed by so many unbelievable players. Um, Patrice Bergeron's on there, Brad Marchand. Um, you've got Milan Lucic, Tyler Sagan, um, and that's going to go on raffle. We're actually It's uploaded right now, but we have to wait for raffle to authorise the sale. And then it'll be online. We will get that out there on the AVFTB and the Belfast Giants uh, Twitter and, and social media feeds. Um, hopefully tomorrow at the very, very latest. So uh, it's for an, it's for a brilliant cause. All the money raised from this jersey will go to the hockey uh, Ukraine hockey dreams. Um, and hopefully we can dig deep and, and raise a lot of money for them because it's um, it's a fantastic cause. Are we allowed to enter? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. It's done by Raffle. So um, Raffle is, a, is an independent site. They they basically do the whole thing. They pick the winners. The only thing that uh, we put up there is the photographs and the information. We have absolutely no input in any way, shape, or form into who wins it. So yes, I'll be buying some tickets for it myself. Jasmine's going to buy some. Um, and so get your dig deep and, and get your uh, cash out. I'd love to get my hands on that. To be honest with you. <laughs> See, to be very honest, when when Laura brought it out the other day. And, and <laughs> says that we're going to raise a bit of money for this, and she says, um, "says well, I said, what do you want for it?" Um, and she said, "Well, you know, Robert, you know, just wants to raise some money." And I said, "Well, I mean, tell me what you want." And Robert says, "Well, you know, if we can raise five hundred quid for it, that'd be fantastic." I said, "Look, give me five hundred quid for it right now." Um, it's <laughs> something I genuinely really like to, to get my hands on. Um, but hopefully, we're going to put it out there, two pound a ticket. Um, hopefully, it, it raises a lot more than five hundred pounds. Here. David, anything from you? Oh, my last piece of um, any other business. Going back to the awards, ever so slightly seen Jackson Whistle got the Unsung Hero Award, and rightly so. He's done really well this season. But one guy who's always unsung, although I'm always singing his praises, our good friend, Jason Taffelry, um, does so much behind the scenes. I talked about it many, many times, about Conway doesn't score, et cetera, et cetera, if he doesn't sharpen his skates. But he does, does everything for those boys. Um Working while they're all up in the bar, getting absolutely snattered on Saturday night. He's down in the locker room, getting the getting the gear ready for the trip to Dundee, washing the kit, washing the tiles, having everything set out, so they just have to turn up and play the game. So, you know, we're very, and I do not take it for granted. We are very, very privileged, and the access that we get this club and when we turn up the games. And I was down there shortly after lunchtime on Saturday, I think it was, and down with Taff. Just hanging out. He was getting ready for the game. He doesn't make you feel like you're in the way. He treats you like part of his family. And like I love this guy to pieces as a friend. But what he does for this organization 
can't be quantified. He is the glue of that locker room. And uh, shout out to me, old Welsh mate, Toffee. Here, here. Couldn't say, <clears throat> couldn't say more than that myself, mate. I think that the work that he does for the organisation is unmatched, unrivaled over... How long has he been with the club now? 15 20, years? Is it as 20, long as 21, I believe it is. 21 years at long. I think so. The word, the word is absolutely yeah, remarkable. You, you, you went back earlier on and got a photograph of um of Mark Garcia when he was younger, when he first started playing with the chance. I wonder if we can find a, a year we'll one, one of, 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 uh, of tough one. Talk amongst yourself there. We've asked how long Jason Ellery has been with the Belfast Giants. We have a response too long. Yeah. Is the is the response that I we've think, received? I think it's I think it's, I think it's uh, is that kind of been hack. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking today. We're in, we're in the office today, um, and there's, there's a girl called Lorna from the F and B team sits right behind us, and Dawn from the ticketing team um, sits in the same offices, and we're sitting. Lorna's talking about going to Vegas, and Taff obviously went last year for the first time. And he absolutely loved it. Bergen back in June again. Um, can't come quick enough. It's actually uh, two months. Two months yesterday. Um, so you know the time's ticking away, and hopefully we'll we'll get out there soon enough. But um, we're talking about Vegas, and but you know what what you can get up to there, and it's it's just for anybody that hasn't been, get yourself back to go to Vegas. It's the best city in the world, um, apart from Belfast, <laughs> that is obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Sports entertainment too. Is travel agent. You can use them. Absolutely, hundred percent. Ah dear. Um. See, no any other business for. Oh no, actually, I had a great time at the weekend. Let's, like, I went. I went to a caravan site. Not going to go into that. Went to caravan site. Had a great time. Would have much rather been in Belfast and enjoyed that. But I took my laptop down to the bar in the caravan site, and there were a whole load of ones, uh, rugby ones from uh, Mayo and Cork. They, they were over for a tournament in Pithelli. And anyway, they saw me, and, the, and I had my laptop on. I'm some bald lad screaming at my laptop in the corner from, on my phone, just going, oh, 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 just jumping about all over the place. And they come over and they have a chat, and they say, what's going on here, mate? And I explain, and say, are you watching ice hockey? Da, da, da. And then they kept checking and checking. I says, did you win? Did you win? I says, we did win. I says, Next thing you know, it was a tray of shots. There you go, mate. Let's all get stuck into the Belfast Giants. <laughs> and then there's a bit of a tradition. So a bit of a tradition that I have with uh, a couple of friends of mine. One watching in Anthony Russell, which we spoke about, who we spoke about a little earlier on, and um, and Stuart Coles, who when the Coventry Blaze won the league, phoned me up from the car park, and they all signed Championes, Championes when the Coventry Blaze picked the Belfast Giants. And at that moment on, I vowed that every time the Belfast Giants won the league. Both of them get phone calls, so the call was made to both of them, and uh, I just want to say a big hello to both of them. And the call will continue to be made every time the Belfast Giants win the league, and I want them both to remember they started it. Um, <laughs> and on that note, unless there's anything else from you, gents, nope, no, no, the uh, Belfast Giants against Glasgow, uh, last home game of the season. Get yourself down there to the SSE Arena for the first leg of this playoffs quarter final. 7 p.m. on Saturday, SSE Arena. And if you can't, uh, you can get it on Giants TV. And then following that, they will travel across the RSC into Glasgow to see the <laughs> bad picture of Jason Ellery. Anybody not watching on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter is missing out on a treat on the phone. Can I just go on? Bear it up again, Davey. Bear it up again. I've sent it to you, like. But oh, have you? Oh, I missed it. Oh, that's great. Let's see. Uh, Class. There we go. I said, there we go. Look at that. 
Watch for the chirp coming. Here's the chirp coming from Jason Ellery. <laughs> he's for real. <laughs> there he is again. At least he's still not there. Do something photographs. 20, year, 20 years ago today, the Belfast Giants defeated the Sheffield Steelers on, on um, penalty shots at the NIC to go through to the final. And Nottingham Panthers got beat with 0.2 seconds left on the clock. I put up photographs of that. I learned uh, this weekend that Jason Taffelry was Jason Taffelry was on London. the bench for the London Knights. London and Knights, yeah, I was thinking that. I was came thinking across, that came across the following season, then so and his dynasty began. Look at the trophies. Look at the banners that have been hung at Jason Taffelry has touched. You know, it's incredible, incredible yeah. servant of the club. Twenty. It was twenty years ago today, Sergeant. No, it was twenty years ago today. And Kevin Riel scores that. Yeah, and the uh, Kevin Riel scored a penalty shot against Joel Lang to, to put the Belfast Giants into the final, and uh, and Dennis Maxwell scored with 0.2 seconds left on the clock to knock the Nottingham Panthers out, and uh, and then of course the Belfast Giants went on to win that playoffs. That was 20 years ago. Um, Half man must be on the red wine. <laughs> <laughs> he's good to hear, a, mate. You know. He's my best. He's one of my best mates. Like he's an absolute mm-hmm. top lad. So. Yeah, um, we're gonna have a bit of fun in Vegas this year for sure. I wanted to say, I wanted to say a very so, great sorry to Mark Hitchcock, who's asked us to have another hour. Nope, this show is done. Uh, the Belfast Giants will go into Glasgow Sunday 6 p.m. Brad Arena, get that on Clan TV. Um, a big thank you to um, to yeah. David Goodwin, the to Henry Erickson, to Tyler Beskarwani, Mark Garshad, Kieran Long, Sam Rip, Craig Peacock, Neil Whiteside for all the stuff, bits and pieces, Jason Ellery for watching in and giving us a bit of grief um <laughs> uh, it's always good to celebrate a belfast giants title we have been so privileged in the last number of years remember things like this don't last forever go out enjoy it don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't don't let anybody tell you, you should be humble about it the belfast giants <laughs> have won the elite league ch- title for a third consecutive time we are seven times national champions we have won the elite league more than any other club in this league and that, my friends, is something to be proud of. Mr. McJimsey and Mr. Kitchen, very good to see you. Good night. See you through the window. Um, see you through the window. Uh, you can get us at AVFTB on Twitter, Facebook, kingdomofthegiants.com, all the normal places. And we're going to close out with a lovely bit of montage video from our good friend, Mr. Whiteside. Wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. And we'll catch you here next time on A View From The Bridge. There's a moment in your bones when, when the fire takes over. Blood is running, heart is pumping, as the battle gets closer. They can say what they want now. Cause we'll be screaming out. What a shit by Jackson Whistle. with a hot track.
Podcast Network.